Well, hello. Are you all all right? So you'll see on the screen, the reason we're doing this talk is it's really based from John chapter 15. We'll come on to that in just one moment. And we are looking at what is God doing through, the, through Ashford Vineyard at the moment in, in and around Ashford. Uh, and this, so this is a very important question. People sometimes mistakenly believe that Nick and I came here and were called here to plant a church. That isn't really what we were called here to do. We were really called here to bring transformation to Ashford, to bring life to Ashford. We feel that the best way to do that is in getting a group of people together who can operate, who know God and can operate in the love and power of the Holy Spirit to bring those changes about. So uh, that may come as a bit of a shock to you, and sorry if it does. Uh, so this was one of the key, uh, the key passages of the Bible, was this. So we had a few prophetic words, words from God, that meant that we came to Ashford. And this is one of the really, really key ones that our journey here was anchored in, and it's this. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. Oh, wow, ouch. I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants and servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But, or instead, I call you my most intimate friends, for I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my Father. So this is Jesus speaking, saying, I reveal to you everything I hear the Father saying. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen you and commissioned you to go into the world, which got to include Ashford, right? To Ashford, to bear fruit, and your fruit will last. Because whatever you ask of my Father, for my sake, he will give it to you. This is a pretty incredible verse, and I'm just going to read a tiny bit more. This is now from the Amplified version of the Bible. Just a little bit of this from the Amplified. That was from the Passion Translation. I have chosen you, and I have appointed you, and placed, and purposefully planted you, so that you go and bear fruit and keep on bearing. Now, the amazing thing is that, yes, Nick and I were, if you like, commissioned by God with this, and that's why we're here in Ashford. But the amazing thing is, that is also why you're here in Ashford. Even if you don't realise it, God could have had you born in the 12th century. He could have had you born in the 15th century, the 1st century. Could have had you born BC. But he's had you born for such a time as this, in this place, here, now. So the commissioning, if you like, that is on Nick and me originally for us to come here is just as much on you. And if you haven't realised that, well, congratulations. Today is your day of realisation. There's no accident that you are here, born at this time in history to bring the change to this precious town that we love. Because that is what Jesus asks us to do. So I'm now going to hand over to my dear wife. Thank you. Uh, so what I'm going to do now is you might need to uh, buckle up because this is going to be a little bit of a speedy roller coaster. Um, but what we did at our wider leaders meeting a few weeks ago was to share some of the things that God has been showing us that he's up to in Ashford. And this came about because um, 
I was feeling a little bit discouraged, I guess. We were seeing, we've been talking about finances and giving over the last few weeks. Um, we were seeing things not go well in our finances here. We were seeing our Sunday attendance kind of plateau off. And, and I was feeling dissatisfied and just a bit discouraged. And, and I was spending some time with God and I felt like he showed me an analogy of a farmer um, planting seeds in a field. And that when a farmer sows seeds in a field, you can look at that field and not really see much happening. But there's stuff going on under the surface, really important stuff, but you just don't really see much. And I was looking, thinking, like, I'm just not seeing the fruit in this field of kind of Sundays and small groups and finances. And I felt God turn my head almost and say, but look at what's going on in that field. And I felt like he pointed me to look at the field of what is going on in Ashford that he is doing. And then it was like a movie in my head, like one after the next, after the next, after the next, of things that he was like, he's doing this and this and this and this. And I'm going to now take you on the journey of all the things that he showed me. And there's more. So the first one is Asher Borough Council. Back in the summer, Chris was invited by the chief exec to come and do a workplace choir, um, which was to build morale within the council. And so we went in, Chris invited me to come with him, and we went in every week for 10 weeks in their lunch break to do a choir. Now this choir had the chief exec of the council, the head of the finance uh, finance director, it had people who were working in facilities, it had secretaries, it had just about everyone. And we got to build amazing relationships with these brilliantly influential people within Ashford. And two of those people are here, so Tracy Curley is the chief exec, and man she loves Ashford. Do you know what? Like the council can get a bit of a bad press sometimes. She really loves Ashford and she is really for it. And we're very blessed to have her at the helm. And then Ben Lockwood is the financial director. And as a result of doing the choir, um, we then, Ashford Vineyard, got voted as Ashford Borough Council's staff charity of the year, which is mad because a church generally doesn't get voted by a local council as their charity of the year but it turns out that everyone in the choir lobbied all the other staff and campaigned for Ashford Vineyard to become the charity of the year which then led on to a meeting where Ben is this is the guy who has the authority over every bit of money that the council spend across the whole town Ben is then sat in a meeting across the table from us and Chris Tatton saying things like how can we help you and, you know, we love what you're doing. And, you know, tell us more about Ashford Vineyard. This guy is very influential. And he's saying, how can we help? We want to get involved. We love what you're doing. And then this happened, um, which is uh, last week, a very surprise event that was so secret that I had to tell some terrible lies to my husband in the lead up to him, is that Chris was selected from a, for an award from the council for his exceptional contribution to volunteering and adding to community within Ashford. He knew nothing about it. I had to do a lot of kind of secrecy in the background. But we turned up in a room where the chief exec of the council, the head of the council, and the mayor are all in one room at one time. And the, the purpose of them being in that room was to celebrate Chris. That's mad. Like, I, he's brilliant, but that, that is a little bit mad. That's not normal behaviour for the council to get all those people in one room. And then what happens is Tracy Curley, the chief exec, stands up and does a speech basically reading out the whole vision of Ashford Vineyard to everybody in the room. And there's local councillors there, there's stakeholders, there's all kinds of people. And then my favourite bit is she stood there and she said... 
and their tagline is bringing life to Ashford, and I'm only cross that we didn't get there first. She said, oh, we could have had that as our tagline for Ashford Borough Council. What she doesn't know is it is the tagline for Ashford Borough Council because we are seeing the kingdom start to come in influential places in our town. Moving quickly on, Radio Ashford, we love these guys. We are getting more influence and favour here too. When it came to Thousand Hours, they said, why don't you have a whole show? Here, we'll just give you a whole radio show. You can interview who you want, you can play whatever music you want, and basically you can shamelessly promote Thousand Hours over the period of this whole show. We've also been told that we can go and do our Advent Thoughts, where we talk about the kind of things that God might want to say to the community over Christmas, and they said, take your pick, tell us which slots you want, when you want to come in, you can come in any time. And in fact, anything you want to promote, just tell us, because we'd love to do that for you. Thousand Hours, The Kindness Revolution, the day glow. We were given the bandstand in the town centre to do an event. We've had Ashford Borough Council staff asking us, how can we get involved? How can we volunteer? Schools, as we've heard of, 25 primary schools, over 7,000 children who have allowed this project to come in. Now, if you work in schools or around schools, you will know it's very hard to get into schools. Schools are busy educating our children, and they have a thousand emails telling them all the things they could do. And yet somehow the favour of God, the breath of God, has breathed into the schools that we have schools coming to us, asking us to come in and deliver this project. Now, the logo fell off the slide for some reason. I don't know why. But this is meant to be the Beehive. The Beehive is our secondhand clothes boutique and cafe in the town centre. We are in the heart of Ashford, and we are seeing lives changing there every single day without fail. In fact, Becca has a book behind the counter where we can write little stories in. If you ever feel discouraged or feel like God's not in the move, go and borrow the book. I mean, you'll also see things like we need more milk or, you know, like those kind of things. But there's some amazing stories. Just last week, I had a lady come in for an appointment because we give away free clothes to women in need. And she came in and within minutes of sitting down, this was her third attempt. She tried to come twice before and didn't have the courage or the, to be able to get through the door. Third attempt, she made it over the threshold. I sat with her for about an hour and a half. Within minutes, she just started to cry. And I said to her, are you okay? And she said, she was someone who'd fled domestic violence. She's here in Ashford, doesn't know anybody. And she sat in front of me and said, I don't understand how you can love somebody and they can treat you so badly, but you are a total stranger and you are treating me so well. And she couldn't get her head around it. And I had the privilege to hold her hand and pray for her and declare a fresh start over her life. What, I mean, that's just one. I could literally like, tell you hundreds of stories of what's going on at the Beehive. Town Centre Business Forum. Becca, who's the manager at the Beehive, she is now on that forum. She is a voice speaking into local businesses across our town centre. This merry lot is the social enterprise networking breakfast. Can you guess the location? Every month they all come to the Beehive. Of course they do, to have this breakfast. And they discuss the dreams in their hearts to see social enterprises bubble up to see Ashford thrive. Many of them don't know Jesus, but man alive, their dreams come alive when they walk into that shop and they start to dream together. And it's so exciting. And Becca is actually working with Melissa from Made in Ashford to make Ashford a social enterprise place. And that means that we would become known as and a flagship town across the UK for social enterprises, where we see that where there are more social enterprises, there is stronger community. 
here we've just been um, designated as a food bank distribution centre here at the warehouse. We've had a little cupboard of food for a while, um, but we are now officially from the 30th of October going to be a food bank distribution centre. Why is that exciting? Because every time someone walks through that door, we get to show them what love looks like. We get to show them that they're seen, that they're chosen, that they're loved, and that their circumstances that mean they can't feed their family are not important here because they are loved outside of their circumstances. And we get to, yes, give them food, but we get to give them hope and something so much more than food. Love Ashford is an organisation which is really here to promote people loving this town. Recently, they came to Becca in a meeting and said, can you help us with events? Because we've heard Ashford Vineyard are really good at events. And we know that we want to put on stuff to promote the town, but you guys are already doing it really well. So can we partner with you and do that together? Kennedy is a young lady from Kansas in America that Chris and I met when we went to a conference last year in California. As a result of meeting her in an accidental conversation at a conference, she's decided to change her entire life plans and come and give a year of her life to Ashford Vineyard as an intern because she's been engaged by the heart of God that something is going on. And her mum has had a prophetic word, a word from God, that said she will be the first of many and people will come from all over the world to come to Ashford because frankly why wouldn't they I tell everyone Ashford's the center of the universe and finally they're catching up so that's really good and they're coming from all over healing on the streets since it launched at Easter we have prayed for over 150 people on the streets of Ashford and we have seen incredible miracles breaking out we have seen people go from just feeling like they've connected with God and they can't explain it to people who have described their physical pain as being 10 out of 10 when they've sat in the chair and has been zero out of 10 by the time they've stood up and got off the chair we are seeing incredible things and if you haven't come along feel the fear and do it anyway and come and be involved Compassion Cafe has been going for a little while now on a Saturday morning once a month. This has been set up for what we call the working poor. And so many services to support people with practical needs happen Monday to Friday. And there's a huge amount of people who actually are working on very low income jobs and can't access those services because if they don't turn up at work to go get food, they don't get paid. And so this is on a Saturday. Um, I asked Vicky, who oversees Compassion, to send me some stories. For the next five minutes, my phone was like, bing, 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 bing. And then she was like, I'll stop now. And I was like, no, please don't ever stop. These stories, a story of a young girl who walked through the door so anxious, physically shaking, came to cafe, got loved, got cherished, got clothes for her child from the storehouse, got referred for mummy's meals to get hot food for her family, got loved to the point where she described it as saying she has never felt as loved and accepted as she did during the time that she sat here at cafe. Excel Mentoring. It's a programme where we mentor young people for two hours a week. Over the, since it's been running, over 20 young people have been mentored. We currently have 10 people waiting. These are young people who've been identified as being at risk, either of dropping out of education or um, of mental health difficulties. For whatever reason, life is, seems to be going the wrong way for them. And we get the opportunity to pick them up and put them back on a track where their life can be completely redirected into a place of hope and dreaming again. Why have we got 10 people waiting? Because we don't have enough mentors. 
If you would love to mentor a young pe person for two hours a week, then Dave and MJ, who are down here, would love to talk to you. It honestly can change somebody's life, and we'd love to invite you into that. Grants and funding, we have just appointed a beautiful young lady called Phyllis to come onto team here at Ashford Vineyard and start trying to work on getting some grants and funding for us. This young lady, as far as we know, doesn't know Jesus, but oh my word, he's on her case. She works at the Beehive as a volunteer. Every time she comes in, she gets this thing she can't explain where her whole body gets tingles and she feels like she's got goosebumps. When I asked her about helping us fundraise, she cried because she said, no one's ever given me an opportunity like this, like you guys really believe in me. And we're the ones asking her for help, but she's saying, you believe in me. And, that, and actually, do you know what? She doesn't really know much about grants and funding, but I will take her passion and her desire to raise money for the things God is doing any day of the week over loads of experience. God is positioning her to bring life in a new way. And then we're running to the end quickly. Stronger, community, Stronger Kent Communities is an organization that helps small charities get the very best out of all of they do. We had a meeting with someone. She told us these amazing things they could offer us, only for me to pick the leaflet up and realize that we didn't meet the criteria. So I then said, it sounds amazing, but I'm really sorry we don't meet the criteria. At which point she went, oh, I wouldn't worry about that we'll just come and do it anyway. Should we just come and do it anyway? And so we're now getting input from this wonderful organisation who are going to help us with policies, procedures, training, volunteering, which is great. And I'm going to finish with this one. Um, you are not in Swansea, but this story is a legacy story. At Ashford Vineyard, we launched, Chris and I launched Ashford Sings Community Choir when we first came. We've seen hundreds of people through the doors of that choir. As a result of that, God is doing great things and we have seen another five choirs launch over the UK and there are now six Sings choirs in our family, if you like. And we recently heard that Swansea Sings have been invited into the men's prison to run a choir. And she is going in, Amanda Hardy from Swansea is going into the men's prison and leading a choir in the prison. And it's just been wonderful. And she's also just been invited to go and lead a choir in the mental health hospital where people are in residential care with mental health difficulties. And she's been asked to go and do a choir there as well. We're trying to think our best thinking of how we can get those choirs, like the prison one on day release, to come to the big sing, where we all sing together. But that's just a legacy of... God's doing something in Ashford and it's expanding and it's growing and it is starting to take hold. And what we are doing in asking for more in this two weeks of breakthrough is we feel like God is positioning us almost like this big bowl. It's like it's all spread out ready. He's positioning us with influence all over the place, ready to pour in his Holy Spirit to see things we could only dream of. And we feel really excited that when you look at that field, he is on the move. Uh, Father, thank you so much for everything that you are doing and the life, the passion that you have for our town and that you have invited us to be part of this adventure. We are so grateful. We lean backwards into the things you've done and gratitude, and we lean forwards into yearning and longing and aching for more. Thank you for this uh, period of 15 days that we've got of this prayer and fasting and, and longing for more and trying to put some words on that. We thank you, God, you're not a God whose arm needs twisting. 
We are a people who just need positioning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so in Habakkuk, a book in the Old Testament, uh, in the first part of the Bible, it says, write down the vision and make it plain so that whoever reads it can run with it, whoever reads it. And we have a vision statement as Asher Vineyard that starts with, we want a place that reaches out and gathers in where people are made to feel welcome, an open door, etc. That's out there in the plugged in guide. But what we started to do, uh, probably five or six months ago, Nick and I started having a conversation saying, I wonder now as we're growing up a little bit and we're getting a little bit wiser, um, uh, we've been around the block a few more times, that we need to start finding a way, would we benefit from finding a way of expressing our vision in a more grown-up way. So when you say to a child, you know, when you say to someone, what job do you want to do? You would hope that a 20-year-old would answer that in a different way to a five-year-old. Well, I would hope that, anyway. Um, um, So what what we're trying to do is we are trying, we have been working on expressing what Asher Vineyard is called to do. So we we have kind of ditched church, if you like, tried to think outside the box of church and remembered that God said, kept remembering, I have called you and appointed you to go to Ashford to bear fruit, fruit that will last. We are here to bring the John 10, 10 life, as we often call it, the nothing missing, the nothing broken, the thief kill and destroy, but I have come, said Jesus, that you will have life and have it abundantly. And it's that life that we try to bring when we say bring life to Ashford. So what we've been doing, we've been spending quite a bit of time, and with the cluster leaders as well, and in total hours of prayer, discussion, all kinds of things, have gone into, well, how can we best express bringing life to Ashford by breaking it down into a series of aims that we are specifically going after? Effectively, we've said, bringing life to Ashford is all well and good, but what does bringing life to Ashford actually mean? If you say, well, we're bringing life to Ashford, and someone says, that's great, but what are you actually doing then? And this is the answer. Well, we hope it's the answer. Um, So there are six here. I'm going to quickly go through them. Number one, increasing people's connection to God as Father. I'll come back onto these in a minute in a bit more detail. Number two, reducing the impact of poverty. Number three, improving aspirations and opportunities for young people. Number four, improving people's health and well-being. Number five, developing leaders. And number six, strengthening families. So as we broke down what does bringing life to Ashford look like, we said it looks like people's connection to God being stronger, the impact of poverty being reduced, etc. Yeah, you with me? Excellent. Brilliant. So let's start with number one. And you have a few kind of like sub-aims underneath. This one's got three sub-aims. In other words, increasing people's connection to God as Father wasn't enough. We need to still be just a little bit more specific. So every single activity that goes on at Asher Vineyard is mandated by God rather than required by Nick and me to be doing one of these three. So it will have other aims as well, probably one other, but it has to have one from this first list. Increasing people's connection to God as a father. So the first one you've got is increasing opportunities for people to encounter God personally. So if you are familiar, I haven't got time to explain it, but Rick Warren, Purpose Driven Life, Purpose Driven Church, he talks about concentric circles. So number one is really people who don't yet know him. 
There are people that when you go and stand there doing hot healing on the street, these people are all walking past you. All walking past you. And most of them, vast majority of them, won't know who God is in any way. So that is, hot would definitely be, this would be one of its aims. CG1, increasing opportunities for people to encounter God personally. How can we at HOT lean into giving people a chance to encounter God? Thankfully, it's a fairly straightforward one for HOTs. Number two, encouraging decisions of yes to Jesus. So these aren't, these aren't the people who are out here. These are the people who are just coming in a little bit. And even though we don't talk much about that line of a decision-making point, there is a decision-making point. People are transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, the Bible says. And we want to encourage people at that point. How can we do that more to encourage people to give their yes to Jesus and say, yes, I want you? And then number three, people probably have already said their yes. So this is a very strong circles one, for example, if you're in a circle. Helping people to grow or helping people grow in their relationship with God. So these three, of the, of the five other aims that are sort of one, two, three, four, five, round like that, this one sits up here. Because this one touches all of them. Because if we're only ever giving people food, then we become a charity and stop being the church. So only giving food. Giving food is wonderful, and we are not going to stop doing it. But if we only give food, there are plenty of charities that can give food. We have the King of Kings. If we've said yes to Jesus, we have the King of Kings living on the inside of us. One of the most frustrating things about hots is all these people are walking past. You say, is there anything I can pray for for you today? Mm. They walk in along like this. <laughs> anything I can pray for you? Mm. Like that. And you're like, wow, I've got, I've got, it's not me, but I've got living on the inside of me, the person you need to help you, but I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't make that interface between you and me. You're all just walking past me because I'm a, I'm a Muppet with a flyer and I'm not surprised you don't stop. But then you just pray and say, oh God, come on. There's so many people here that desperately need you. Um, so... All of them have those three. Every single one will have one of those three. And then you go on to these. So reducing the impact of poverty. We see Jesus do this over and over and over and over again. So you take the woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years in Mark 5, I think, somewhere around there. Um, and he, she spent everything she had. And Jesus... She came, if you, remember, if you remember, if you know this story, she came forward, touched Jesus' cloak, she got completely healed. And Jesus said, power went out for me, da, 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 daughter, your faith has healed you. Now go in faith. Read, look at that word faith, it means completeness. She lost all her money. Not from that point onwards, she didn't. So reducing the impact of poverty. So we're equipping people to break cycles of poverty. That's a much harder one. But actually, I mean this really kindly. If someone needs a food parcel, oh my word, we want to be able to give the food parcel. If someone needs a food parcel again, of course we want to give the food parcel again. But after three years of giving out food parcels, you kind of want to say, listen, how can we help you grow, grow your own food? Do you get what I mean? It's not a begrudging thing. Um, Tim Keller says that God's mercy comes to us without our merit. In other words, we never earn God's mercy, but it only ever proceeds with our cooperation. 
Some of you should have written that down, but that's okay. I'll say it one more time in case you want to remember it. God's merit comes to us. God's mercy comes to us without our merit. We can never earn that first approach from God, but it only will ever proceed with our cooperation. When people say, well, how much do you carry on helping people? Well, there comes a point when people, there's a cooperation that needs to happen. That's the way it works. That's how God treats us. And obviously providing everyday essentials. Easy one, the food bank that we just saw. We're providing everyday essentials. And my goodness, what a privilege it is to be able to do that. So are we expecting all circles to do this one? No, not necessarily. This might not be the right one for circles, but everything we do is going to fit in here somewhere. Here's the next one. Improving aspirations and opportunities for young people. So one, number one, building confidence and self-esteem in young people. XLM, 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 XLM. You are worth two hours of my time. That's what we're saying to young people. You are worth two hours of my time. You are worth me being inconvenienced. Number two, equipping young people with life skills. And if you have a teenager in your house, you'll know how needed that is. Uh, number four, improve people's health and well-being. So reducing symptoms of illness. You could make a really, uh, you could Christianize this one up and saying, well, isn't that healing? Yes, it is. But why use language that isolates you from speaking to people who will also feel the same as you? If you go to the council and say, we want to bring healing, they'll think, this is sounding a bit strange. If you say, listen, we want to reduce the symptoms of illness. Oh, great. Yes, so do we. You're like, brilliant. Let's work together. Because that's, that's what Jesus went around doing. Healing, all who are, um, healing the sick and all who are oppressed of the devil. He basically went around reducing symptoms of illness, all kinds of illness. And number two, creating spaces where people feel they belong and can contribute. How precious and important that is. That receivers become givers because then they feel they have something to contribute and offer, which everybody does. Everybody does. It's a mistake we can so easily make is to make someone a charity case. They don't particularly want the thing you're handing out. They want the value more. They want to feel the value more than they need the handout. And obviously that all comes under improving people's health and well-being. Something that Jesus did over and over. You find a miracle that Jesus did that didn't improve someone's health and well-being. It's pretty hard to find. Anyway, that's that one. Number five, developing leaders. Be continually raising leaders within Asher Vineyard. So IRTDMN stands for Identify, Recruit, Train, Deploy, Monitor, Nurture, which is like a process you can do in raising up other leaders. But also number two there, offering encouragement, support and training to leaders town-wide. Wouldn't it be amazing if the people who are working in this town, for this town, around this town, and yes, in other towns around as well, come here to get refreshed and revived and re-envisioned and they know this is a safe place to come. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could create a safe space that anyone who works in any way for the town or even in the town could come and just have a bit like a, you know, like some churches open their door and you can just in your, on your lunch break just find a quiet space and chill. Even just that. And we would love to be able to, we know some people who are, who are brewing a vision for wanting people in education to be able to get all the people in education together, or as many of them as want to, together a few times a year 
and just encourage them and, and network them and help them and say, these are some of the things we can do to support you. What can we do more to support you, etc. Number six is this. Strengthening families. We cannot get away from the fact that the Bible talks about families over and over and over. And we still believe that families are the building block of societies. So we know families take different shapes and sizes and things like that. And you have single parent families and all those kind of things. We know, we understand, and we long to see families thrive. Long to see them thrive. So we already do some things for number one. Number two, um, strengthening, sorry, number one, helping marriages thrive there. We absolutely believe in marriage here. Absolutely believe. It is a God-ordained thing where two people become one. And it is a mystery. We don't really understand what happens, but there is a knitting together of two people that happens in that moment. And we utterly believe in it still. And number two, strengthening family relationships. We've got a dream that one day, um, you know when um, children who are not with their families or whatever, they have, they have to visit parents, but those um, parent visits have to be supervised? Yeah, that thing. Yeah, that's, that's a real thing out there for anyone who didn't realize. How about if we invited them here? We'll be a center. We'll be a place you can come. We'll make you all feel special. We won't look down our nose at the dad who has to walk in the door, but everyone will be valued who walks in. And that child has a, has a chance. It will turn the heart of the fathers back to the children. It's a prophetic word over the church. Oh, goodness me, just getting going. It's a shame. I'm running out of time. <laughs> just getting up ahead of steam here. So anyway, we've got to finish. We're like crash, crashingly overrun. But this is just a little reminder that basically... Every, this, the God as Father sits above the rest. So what we've been doing as cluster leaders is we've, we've, we've done, we've, uh, yes, yeah, so we, we wrote all these down, all those aims we wrote down and we laid them along the stage like this. And then we said to each cluster leader, okay, all the activities that come under your cluster, come and write them on a bit of paper and come and put them where you, where you think you currently lean into. Which aim are you particularly going after? Wow, some interesting conversations. It's been so exciting. Um, so this isn't like the launch of it per se. That really is coming in the new year. But we just wanted to whet your appetites. It seems such a natural segue from everything that Nick's talking about, was talking about. We have been asking God for more. And he says, you want more? You're going to need a new wineskin. We're going to have to just shake a few things up around here. Just change a few things. It's not about doing anything wrong. It's about God saying, okay, look, if you want to get from here to America, you're going to probably start on your feet. And then at some point, you're probably going to need to get in a car. And you do realize that at some point, that car is just not going to cut it. And that's what happens. As organizations grow and change and you respond to the call of God, the car is really crucial at one point, but then another point, the car becomes pretty ineffective and you just have to change the, change the structure around you. You have to change a few things. And God has been shaking a few things up and it is well exciting, as young people never said. Um, <laughs> so we, let's, let's stand and pray. <laughs> Oh, Father God, thank you so much that you have called us all to Ashford 
to this area, even if we don't live in Ashford, to wherever we live around here, you have called us, chosen us, appointed us, commissioned us to bear fruit and fruit that will last, to bring your life to Ashford, the John 10.10 life, nothing missing, nothing broken, overflowing life. I thank you, God, that you are not short of creative ways to do that. I thank you that your, the word says, the Bible says that if we lack wisdom, we just simply need to ask you and you give it to us. And I thank you that many of the answers to the problems in Ashford are lying in people's hearts and heads in this room right now. Because you give us the wisdom for our city, for our town, to see the transformation that you long for. So Father, I thank you that you just keep expanding our vision where we spread the tent curtains wide, as that word says in the Old Testament, that encouragement to go wider, go bigger. And God, as a church, we want to go big or go home. We love you. Thank you. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today, and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.